Hello, my name is Kevin, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is CDC Leads. This is a series message, episode three of five. So last message, we left off with quite a Jesus moment. You see in John 8, 4, 47, Jesus is being threatened by the Jews who are operating in a spirit of murder. And we know where they got this. Not that all Jews have a spirit of murder, but that because their father was a devil. And because they were from their daddy, the devil, they operated in the same spirit, which produces all kinds of evil. This is why they were trying to kill Jesus. You see, in John 10, 10, we are put on notice that Satan is a killer. It is a fruit of his kids as well. Cain was a murderer, just like his father. Not so outlandish to believe, right? John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. You see, it is important to know who's your daddy. If God is, and you would or should know it, and you would or should know it, then you will by all means stand to reproduce what the Spirit of God reproduces. Well, most of the time. Matthew 7, 17, 19. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. But so now if you are currently rejecting God, then you will, by your spiritual DNA connection to the devil, reproduce what the devil reproduces because he is your daddy by choice, by your choice, as was mine in the past, but not anymore. Ignorance rescues not the soul that is lost. Before moving on, Let me say something that may save some of you from the undue pain and wrath you may place a person under, running with this newfound info, and start calling people the devil's kids based on their current position in life. Here is a mystery. When we preach the gospel, it is like releasing seeds. It will reap a harvest for good and evil or for righteousness. Now, in my thinking, if it is possible for God to lose kids to the devil, then surely it is possible for Satan to lose kids to God. Our role or purpose is to simply plant and or water. 1 Corinthians 3.6 I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Another author, William Branham, is where I get the Eve adultery, which again is supported in the Bible. But nonetheless, because this stuff is not discussed in church, we ride an ignorant Christian ride. It is also a strategy of a cheater to hide his mess. Now for us earthlings down here, when we do such things, We don't want to get caught or exposed because there will be a price to pay. And you know we are inclined to want our cake and eat it too. But Satan doesn't care that God is aware of his strategy because he knows that the weakness of God is us. Yep, if God had a weakness, it is found squarely in humanity. Genesis 6-6 Every day we hurt him with our sin and rejection. And yet, Romans 5-8 But God demonstrated his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Satan wants to keep us from knowing his secrets, which is why some of his kids are false prophets and false teachers. Don't equip them for the work of ministry, he whispers into his kid's spirit. Don't talk about me at all or show them how to remove me from the occupied souls that belong to God. And by all means, get that Holy Spirit out of the building. He is very menacing to me. Yep, it's happening all across church addresses in the nation, and we sleep at the pulpit as Satan sings a lullaby to his kids. 
Satan had thought that he had won by seducing Eve. Won what? I'm sure you asked that question. Get ready, because this is the why answer. Perhaps it can help you too, as it has helped me. Satan thought he destroyed the line of Jesus by corrupting the seed. Now we know he didn't, because even though Cain belonged to Satan, and even though Cain killed Abel, thus ending the line for Jesus for just a moment, God appointed another seed. Genesis 4.25 And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. You see, <laughs> you can't stop the plan of God, even if you're Satan. Seth continues the seed or genetic line that eventually births Jesus. You see, Satan didn't have the foreknowledge of when the perfect seed would come. We see his blindness to God's plan when in Matthew 2, 118, Herod, one of Satan's kids, was seeking for the Jesus child, not really knowing why. For you see, King Herod was in fear that this new king would rise and take over his kingdom. And we know that Jesus was not interested in Herod's kingdom, but in another. Little did Herod know that he was actually doing the bidding of his daddy by trying to eliminate the only man who could bring salvation to humankind. Now the flood ended Satan's scheme for a minute. It wasn't that God felt like building a boat. He is always a purposeful God. Nope, what Noah and his family did not know was that God was positioning himself to continue the perfect seed line through Noah. God had to cleanse the earth to keep the seed pure. Genesis 6 and 7 gives us the account of the running battle between the devil and God. So these scriptures show us that Jesus wasn't just about killing the dead of sin, but that there were some messes to clean up and some evidence to leave behind. Psalms 111, 4. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Go back to Genesis 6, 1, 4 to see the violation of the supernatural with the natural. And in this event, Jude told us that they were not demons that made the mess, but angels. Jude 1, 6. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved an everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Now in my McKelsey message, it was described that these were the sons of God. Genesis 6, 1-2. So you see, the devil made the attempt to end the pure seed line, but failed. And he failed not because he didn't succeed in convincing the sons of God to leave their own abode, but because God had an answer in Noah. Genesis 6, 1-2. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, the daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, of all whom they chose. Now we know that these went down to a prison that later Jesus would attend to, in order to preach to them, 1 Peter 3:19, by whom he went and preached to the spirits in prison. I have said it once, and surely not for the last time, and that is that God has children, and so does Satan. If all of God's kids knew this, they with all of their life decisions, as serving one of these entities, be it God or Satan, might be quickly and urgently compelled to jump the sinking Satan ship and get with the plan of salvation, that is, the plan of God. We know that in the Word, Jesus states, You are either with me or against me. Matthew 12:30 and Luke 11:23. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. There's no option for a Middle Earth. No other choice but back to the point. 
Listen, if you hung into the story until now, and you are not an authentically born-again believer, and even if you are, and you still be in attendance, then get this one point. When you as a non-believer laugh and mock at the gospel Johnny Appleseed, you are openly confessing to all of the spiritual realm that you are choosing to follow Satan, and that for a moment, if not eternity, you are declaring that you would rather have Satan as your daddy than God. Point blanking you, I don't want you to think that you are just making fun of yet another Christian nut. It is so much bigger than this. And yes, we are all nuts. But that is because we still cannot believe that God made us such an offer in spite of ourselves, even in spite of the fact that we were once like you. Listen, how many foods and events have you tried for the first time, understanding that the risk may be greater than the reward? Mine was trying alligator meat at a street fair in Glendora, California. Blah. Slimy as a Paradisian banana slug. Some people jump out of a perfectly good airplane for the thrill of a lifetime, even if the lifetime ends in a minute and a half due to the parachute failure. Or jumping off a bridge with a giant rubber band tied firmly around your ankles. Whee! Snap! And now you just dropped into a rock concert and uninvited at that. But no worries because you have a piece of styrofoam protecting your brain from permanent damage. Okay, so for the less adventurous type, you only have to go to the zoo. Not the animal cage type, but the binge drinking kind. Hundreds of thousands of kids embark on this adventure every year in hopes of having fun. People, a percentage come out of school addicted to alcohol. A percentage come out of school carrying some form of sexually transmitted diseases due to party time and discretion. Yet others don't finish school because they killed someone while driving and drinking, or even themselves. And you think Christian is crazy? You think there's more risk to becoming a Christian than living a life rule-free? Isn't the threat of hell at least a bit intimidating? Oh, I mentioned the hell word. Time to move on. Enough said. See you in the next message. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep water.